Hey y'all, welcome in friends and family to the All But Yeah podcast. No. No? What? No, it's not. I don't have to do the intro. I got you. I got it. Oh my God. Hold up. I got to get this information right. Hmm, it doesn't say the time. Does it? Huh. All right, here we go. What's up, y'all? This is Retro, and this is a special edition of All But Yeah. Today marks the 15 year. 15 years. Is it year or years? 15 year anniversary. 15 year anniversary. Scratch on where you do it. Do we look good? What's up, y'all? This is Retro, and this is a special edition of All But Yeah podcast. Today will be the 15th year anniversary. No. Not 15. 15 year. It's either the 15th anniversary or 15 year. 15 year. Anniversary. 15th anniversary. Let's say 15 anniversary. What's up, y'all? It's, it's going to be a fucking rough edit for me. What's up, y'all? This is your boy Retro. And this is a special edition of All But Yeah. Today marks the 15th anniversary of Hurricane Katrina. Now, some people know about Katrina. If you don't know, you must be living under a rock. Oh, you but, just may be young. Or that too. Some of y'all empire Katrina babies. But Katrina made landfall Monday, August 29th, 2005, 16 a.m. As a Category 3 hurricane in Beers, Louisiana. Now, Beers, Louisiana is from my neck of the woods. You made landfall in Beers? Yeah, that's where it first hit. Yeah. It went into made landfall in Barris, Louisiana. Okay. So I don't know why I assumed it was Grand Isle. Nope. Okay. Straight where I'm from. And tore that ass up. That would explain all the damage down there. Exactly. So fifteen years ago, I was at Northwestern State University. I was in my dorm room student lobby area where it was a co-ed so we could sit there and watch TV and everything. And I remember watching that storm blowing up in the Gulf, heading towards my hometown thinking, oh my God, that's it. Everything is going to be gone. I was a freshman. Everybody's like, people, I had people from New Orleans looking at the news like, oh man, New Orleans going to get it, da 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 And I'm like, man, I'm south of y'all and we're gonna get it just as bad maybe even worse and i just my mother she was talking about riding it out at uh the hospital she was working at, at the time her and my little sister me and my oldest sister we both was going to northwestern at the time so we was in we was in actress louisiana which is northern louisiana and i remember telling my mom i said mama 
I don't know where you're going to go, but you can't stay down there. She had a friend in North Carolina, and they went out there. They was fine. Everybody evacuated. Everybody was good. Luckily, I didn't lose any loved ones or anything. <laughs> but I, I just remember that after that storm, my hometown has yet to ever been the same and probably never be the same after this storm hit down there. Where you was at, Creole? I I was just started my senior year of high school. Actually, we had only been in school a week at the time. And, you know, looking at the hurricane, we at first it was just like, oh, this is going to be another one. We just going to hunker down in the house. You know, people making a big deal about it because we were never that family that evacuated. So we would always just really hunker down in the house and that would be it. But uh, come... I just remember come Sunday morning, my mom and I were looking at the newspaper. She was sitting on the bed and she had the newspaper out and we were looking at the newspaper and at that point it had grew to a cat five. And I just remember the two of us looking at the newspaper and talking and realizing we both had a gut feeling that this one was going to be different. And so we decided, yeah, we probably should pack up and leave. And it was pretty much a last minute decision. Probably We probably didn't leave the house until maybe 10 or 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. And I remember my dad still trying to be stubborn and being like, ah, y'all, y'all letting them people scare y'all. And I'm going to just stay here and blah, blah, blah. And we was like, no, 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 no. Well, at that point, aunts and uncles and stuff, they had evacuated Saturday night. And they were calling to see what we were going to do. And my mom was like, yeah, me and the girls, we get in the car. Menard's being being stubborn, talking about he's going to leave. And so eventually by that point, all of the women in the family started calling his cell phone and started cursing him out and telling him, you need to get your ass out of there. Why are you being stubborn? Just get your ass in the car, whatever like that. And eventually my mom had to threaten him and say, look, whether you stay here or not, I'm taking the girls and we are going. And he finally just like, fine, we're going. <laughs> so we finally like piled up in the van, picked up my aunt from uh, the East because she was living in an apartment by herself. And we drove out to um, Georgia by my my other aunt. So we picked up my mom's, my mom, one of my mom's sisters, and we drove out to her youngest sister's house in, out in Georgia. And so we got there about three-ish in the morning. Uh, and we're talking about a trip that normally takes about seven to eight hours. And I think it ended up being almost like 13. Because mm-hmm. I just remember the back to the bumper to bumper traffic um, heading east on the twin span, you know, going through Mississippi and things like that. And Was you, that when they first introduced ContraFlow? Well, this wasn't when it first introduced ContraFlow, but it was still pretty new. Right. And it still was bumping a bumper traffic with a lot of people trying to get out because I think a lot of people were the same way where they waited until Sunday to evacuate, especially since we had a storm before that, like maybe like a couple weeks, and you had a lot of people who evacuated. So this time around, you're like, oh, I'm not leaving because I spent all that money for it to do nothing. Right. And they truly believe that's how a lot of people got caught up still being here was because 
you know, we had that storm. It didn't really do anything. And a lot of people was like, I wasted money on a hotel and gas and this long trip. And I'm not about to waste all my money on this for Katrina. And it ended up actually being something. I mean, luckily it was still a three, but it still ended up doing a lot of damage once the levees broke. And I just remember being at um, my aunt's boyfriend house in Georgia because he was, you know, they were just hosting us and trying to like keep our mind off of things. And I just remember being at his house and we had just finished watching the movie, eating dinner and things like that, clowning and joking. And we decided, you know, let's turn on the news and see what happened. Because that morning, of course, it was like, oh, the storm came and went. And okay, cool. Well, let's check out and see what's happening. Well, sometime in between when we watched it earlier and that night, the levees had broke. And so I just remember turning on the news and seeing all the flooding and seeing everything just completely under. And it just was like, oh my God. Like, it's ever, like, does this mean everything is gone? Because I know they're showing like part, there has to be parts of the city that's not that bad and granted there was a few but i mean pretty much the whole city was under mm-hmm. and the home where we are recording this podcast is the home we lived in pre-katrina we've been in this same house since i was four i'm 31 going on 32 now and our house when we came back our neighborhood had 12 feet of water so we talking water all the way up to the ceiling and the water sat for two weeks. And so everything was gone. Could not return back for my senior year. So we had to enroll in school in Georgia, which, of course, I was not happy about because that meant not doing prom with friends and not doing homecoming. and Not doing your traditions. Yeah, not doing all the traditions I had waited and looked forward to because I, I was a senior at St. Mary's Academy. I come from a legacy family. So... Grandmother went to St. Mary's Academy. Mom and aunts went to St. Mary's Academy. And my sister and I went to St. Mary's Academy. So growing up, I heard about being able to do, you know, my debutante ball and prom and, you know, all the different traditions. And, you know, senior year, you look forward to it. Yeah, we're going to do it big. We're going to go out with a bang. You know, this is my last year in the band. So we're going to wild out during Mardi Gras and things like that. And all of that was gone. It was over it was over and done with like it was not gonna happen i was not gonna have my last season of march i didn't get to do my debutante ball so out of the five of us i'm the only one who didn't get to do a debutante ball i don't have that i don't have pictures dancing with my dad and things like that so i mean and it it did take me a while to get over it it really did because i did miss out on a lot of things and it was and i'm gonna be honest it was pretty hard watching my sister gets to enjoy all of that three years later. Like I, I honestly did have some jealousy over it because I just remember talking about it with my mom and her talking about doing it with, you know, waltzing with my grandfather and, you know, all the things like that. And my sister got to share and all of those memories with my mom and I didn't. Yeah, but at least your school is, is back in effect. Mine's is the elementary school now, so there's no way I could have my, you know, a class reunion, yeah, a tradition, a thing. I want you to go down there. You're gonna be a, a oiler, you know. Yeah, Shout and out I to mean that is, Venice, you heard me. and it is kind of a blessing. I mean, St. Mary's is still around. Yeah, like you said, it sucks that you won't be able to be like, oh my, 
my child gets to be an oiler just like me. I do get that part. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 all it comes with the territory. Now, while you was talking, I was thinking, you know what? Because you're talking about how people talk about wasting their money on evacuating everything. I think that southeastern, southwestern Louisiana. I think that this should be a tax that we pay. Uh, that we pay a certain percent. It ain't got to be much. But it should go into this pot for when storms like that come. That we have money reserved for us. Because that's what FEMA is supposed to be for. You know, help us get aid for like, like I know, um, and we're going to talk about uh, Hurricane Laura. But, you know, people had to evacuate, so, you know, they put them in hotel rooms and everything. But I feel like there should be, since we live in this region, I feel like it, I feel like it should be our responsibility to have, you know, like I say, it don't have to be much because it's not every year you have to evacuate. But I feel like we should have it to where we have a certain pot that money goes into. And when that time comes... And we need funds to pay for the hotel and gas. and We need the finances to evacuate. They're there at our disposal. That's what I feel. I think that this idea, you know. No, I agree. Because, I mean, evacuating is not cheap. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, especially if if you're not evacuating to a family member's house. See, we were, right. we were blessed to be able to evacuate to a family member's house. Because my, my mom's mom... And her brother evacuated by her brother. We we evacuated by my aunt. But I did have family members that evacuated to hotel rooms. And I mean, because Katrina completely wiped out everything and it wasn't one of those where, we, oh, it's a brief little vacation. We're gone for two days and we're back. You had people who were in these hotels for upwards of like two, three months, yeah. unfortunately. And that gets expensive because it's not Until like they're going to cut you a apartment. discount or taking no. up space in a hotel. Like they're not going to say, oh, well, you're going through this charge. whole. Yeah, you're not they going through this hurricane, things like that. Well, we're we going to cut your money. rate or give you a weekly rate or something. Yeah, no, they got to make their money. So that's why I'm like, and even, so even for the people who do live with relatives, that's, you know, it's grateful, but still, you know, you still uh, put some kind of financial burden because now it's like, okay, well, we got more people in the house, so that means more water, more electricity, more food. You want to be able to contribute, you know, help out. So right. that's why, like, I think we should, you know, devise some, something should be put together. Like, I think we should, they really should sit down and really have, like, a mandate plan of action for when these storms come through like this to these severe storms like that and like i said talking about law so recently and usually when we do this podcast it's like every other week and usually we're like man nothing happened this week the week of the podcast this happened like and we have to talk before. about something two weeks ago and things like that and we're yeah, late nah. we're late on the cusp but no, a lot has time. happened this week <laughs> not this time unfortunately probably. a lot of things have happened this week so we had two storms entering the Gulf. Marco and Laura. Marco and Laura. Then they had the same damn time. Marco came first. And luckily, Marco petered out to nothing. Right. Laura came, and she tore southwestern Louisiana ass. 
Nah, it, it was bad. Don't get me wrong. She went in. She went in as a four. She went in as a four. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. Um, because they keep saying on the news that Laura is the worst hurricane to hit Louisiana in hundreds of years. And a lot of people are like, that's not true because Katrina was a cat five. She was. Katrina was a cat five at but one she point. She came in as a three. Yes. She grew to a cat five in the Gulf. She did. But as she got closer to Louisiana, she actually hit a hit a spot where it actually cooled off a little bit and it dropped to a four and it dropped to a three. And when it made landfall, it made landfall as a three. Right. Laura hit hot water and just kept growing rapidly because they originally anticipated for it to be a high three. Well, no, no they anticipated two. it being a high two, a low three. And it was supposed to be a three is what Laura hit Thursday. Mm -hmm. So it was supposed to become a cat three about one o'clock on Wednesday. Well, by the time the meteorologist woke up on Wednesday morning at like four or 5 AM, it was already a three. When they got the 4 AM advisory, it was already a three and, and on the verge of a four. So at the time it was supposed to become a three, it actually was becoming a four. And they were looking at it growing to being close to a five. Well, well, if, it, if it had more time, it would have been a five. It would have been a five. If it had more time, it'd have been a five. If it if it would have slowed up in the Gulf, oh yeah, it, it would have been, been it would have became a five. One more day. If she had one more day out yeah. on that water, she would have been a five. But Katrina hit land in hit landfall in Buras as a three. Laura hit Cameron, That's Louisiana, cool. as a cat four close to a five. So yes, Laura is the strongest one to hit Louisiana. Now, did it cause catastrophic flooding like it did in New Orleans? No, it didn't, luckily. But it did a ton of wind damage. Yeah, she, she was blowing, man. I mean, walls were knocked out of hotel rooms. I mean, uh, there is a high-rise building in Lake Charles that, like, almost all of the windows on one side are completely blown that out. A lot of was blowing like a two-dollar hole. And then the trans—the it's not the main transmission tower, but the tra one of the transmission towers at the local news station there, KPLC, it actually snapped at the top and crashed through the roof of the news station and actually crashed through the studio. I where the them. anchors and the reporters and the meteorologists would have been reporting the storm. But fortunately they evacuated the station ahead of time because they all were they worried all about being there with how strong it was. So luckily they evacuated the building and good thing because the transmission tower crashed right where the news desk was, where the anchors would have been. Yeah. It would have been some bad shit, y'all. Some bad shit. So yeah, so that happened this week. So we have the 15 year anniversary of Katrina today. We had Laura strike on early Thursday morning. Marco what, was Monday. Marco was yeah Sunday Monday, but it right. petered to nothing, thank God, because we did after Laura, we definitely didn't need like back to back storms. But guess what? We got two more waves coming off of that, so probably another one soon. So, but but we hope is, not. This is the being towards the peak 
of hurricane season. So this is to be, like I said, it's to be expected because this is around the time Katrina hit. It is also around the time Rita yeah, hit. Yeah. So yeah, this yeah. is this is the peak of hurricane season. This was this is the time of the year where we all expected to be out of school because of some kind of tropical storm or hurricane. So imagine dealing with that, dealing with COVID, because then these uh, shelters, they can't hold the amount of people that they normally do because of COVID. Because they have to socially distance them. Like, no lie, like, 2020 has been so stressful. It's been a test. It's my, I, I don't have anxiety, but by Christmas time, I, I will. Oh, another thing. We also had we had some deaths. Black Santa Claus. Yes, we lost Black Santa Claus. He is a legend down here. He's I'm telling you, this man I have seen parents' parents take pictures with this man. And it was a tradition to be able to take a picture pictures, with him. And they took pictures with him and their kids took pictures with him. He passed away. Yesterday Push Alert goes out. Chadwick Boseman passes away. Forever Wakanda, Black Panther, Jackie gone. Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, gone. James Brown, gone. Death, I look, I'm doing wrong. I cherish everybody's life, but that right there stroke a nerve because it's like I felt like he was at he was still at his prime. He had so much more to give. It's just a shock because he was dealing with colon cancer for, for four years. years. So while he's recording these, filming these movies and on award shows and on award shows, knowing red carpet events and things like that. Because if you think about it, Black Panther came out in 2018, and he was battling colon cancer for four years. So he's sitting up there at these award shows and red carpet events and promoting Black Panther and Endgame and Infinity War and um, Marshall, Thurgood Marshall and all of these movies while he's dealing with his own personal illness. It's crazy, though. It is crazy. But that just goes to show you that death doesn't care about your race, your color, your, your, your celebrity status. Your bank account, when when them when it comes knocking on your door, that's it, baby. And I said, I you know I I was looking so forward to Black Panther two, and it's now it's like you know I don't know what they're gonna do, but whatever they decide to do, I I support it only if, as I was telling Creole. As long as they don't sit here and get another actor and let him take the name T'Challa in the Black Panther film. He could be T'Challa's cousin or whatever, but Chadwick Boseman will always be T'Challa to me and will always be the original Black Panther to me, and that's all there is to it. I agree. I I can't see them. Just throwing another actor in and saying this is T'Challa. Yeah, no. That ain't gonna work fine. So may, you know, prayers go out to the family, his friends, his wife. Uh, uh truly as I saw the comments, you know, 
seemed like he was a wonderful spirit. Like I, I had posted on my Instagram, you know, I was hoping one day when me and Creole get to stride on the Hollywood Boulevard that we would, you know, meet him at a celebrity party or whatnot. So, but you know, it's it's crazy. Somebody, I'm I'm really thinking. Somebody say I think it's the Raptures, man. <laughs> oh God, I, I hope not. I'm really because you know, may you know they talk about the Raptures and it's like, um, hmm, you know what what was the movie? This is the end. Yeah, this is the end. So and and, and this is the end the way they did the Raptures, like everybody was going there at once. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's one at a time. Who knows? I don't know. But all I know is 2020 is a bitch. 2020 has been Straight up whole out here. A whole whole out here. You been, My it's, sister and I were discussing, if it's anything that we've learned for 2020, is that just take it one day at a time. That's it. Just take it one day at a time. Because, I mean, with, with what's going on, you cannot plan anything ahead mm-hmm. of time. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about planning your 35th birthday party. And I can't even say what I'm going to do because I don't know how many people we'd be able to invite in come April. Like I said, man, 2020 was a person that holds this thought straight up. Straight up. My what? I'm over it. I'm over it. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to, we're not trying to bring it down with the podcast, but I want to get the heavy shit out of the way. Then we'll go to some uplifting, some joking, some, you know, we're gonna clown i promise we're gonna clown um so yeah we talked about that now i want to talk about that motherfucker who jacob blake oh at the protests that shot the protesters yes let me tell y'all something i'm really getting sick and tired of this shit Okay, we okay, not, Back, background, on. background. Wait, 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 wait. Before I say it, before you run that, I'm going to say this, y'all. A, I'm not racist. B, and you know, people say, well, people who say they're using racist. No, but I just want to put this out here that everything that's been going on is like, if you don't see the inequality, the injustice for dark brown light skinny people you are naive and ignorant go ahead okay so background information on jacob blake jacob blake was the latest well maybe not the latest because i wouldn't be surprised if we then find out about multiple incidents that have not been filmed within the last week or so but he was shot seven times in the back by at close range by police officers. And fortunately, he has survived. Fortunately. Fortunately, he has survived. I've seen unfortunately, the video. unfortunately, he is paralyzed. I've seen the video. This shit is crazy. The man's walking away. The cops got their guns pulled on him. The man opens his door. Mind you. He has his back torn, turned towards the cops. He opens the door again in the car. Bang, 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 bang. Not once, not twice, but I heard like several shots. I thought he was dead, straight up. Well, everyone Gone. everyone thought he was dead until there was the press conference the next day. And they announced that he was still alive. But, but he is paralyzed. Below. 
Yeah. And then at one point they handcuffed the police handcuffed him to the bed. Which he's paralyzed. Where they is he going? Handcuffed, I didn't know about that. Yeah, they, they handcuffed hand, him to the bed. They handcuffed him to the bed. So pretty For much like what? what they do. So pretty much the police did what they do to any criminal that's injured during apprehension. If they have to bring them to the hospital first, they will handcuff him to the bed. What criminal? He's, he's what? paralyzed. He's what, not going anywhere. What did what criminal activity? What did he do to get shot in the back? Well, now they want to claim he had a knife, but th- he didn't have a knife on him. Well, he told us he had a knife. Well, when did and a reporter asked, they said, "Well, when did he say he had a knife after he was shot?" And the the guy was like, "Uh, I I don't know." They're trying to find a reason to justify this. There's no reason for you to justify a man who's walking away with his back turned and you shoot him in the back. And we already know. he's walking away, why are you following the man? And we already know the police chief is, he's going to try to help. Because on the flip side, during the protest because of the shooting, this 17-year-old boy, which we are not going to give his name because we're not going to publicize him and give him any shine. His mother... We're going to call him asshole number one and the mama's asshole number two. There you go. So mom drives 17-year-old son from Illinois. With a gun. With a gun. With a rifle. With a rifle. And drops him off at the protest to help him protect the property in Wisconsin. That's not his. That's not his. Neither one of them are from the state. And he's 17 years old walking around with a gun. He's not legally permitted to carry a gun. He's not 18. He's 17. He is out at the protest, dapping off the police and all these things like that, walking around with his rifle, just hanging around his neck. And he decides he's going to get on live stream and film himself shooting protesters. So he shoots one protester while live streaming, shoots and kills that person. Another guy chases him down because while the gunshots are going off, the police are not doing anything. So one protester decides to chase him down and begin hitting him with his skateboard because that's the only thing he was armed with. And he starts hitting the kid. The kid turns over and then in turn shoots him in chest and kills him. Another person ends up getting shot also. They survive. But you also, so you have two people get killed. Another person gets shot and survive. You have people running around from this guy because he's just shooting at the crowd. And they're telling the cops, I hear in the video, he shot some people down the street, he shot somebody down the street. The police come rolling in in these big tank-looking trucks. He puts his hands up as if he's surrendering. They drive right past him while he's waving at them. No, He didn't get arrested until hours later because a bunch of people posted the video of him shooting people and walking around and the cops ignoring him and all that stuff like that after the fact. So that's on. And he only got arrested when he returned back to Illinois. So he got arrested in Illinois. He didn't get arrested in Wisconsin. And then when the police chief was asked about the incident, he pretty much blamed the protesters by saying, Oh, well, if they hadn't been out there past curfew, this wouldn't have happened. Bullshit. So I think we already know where this whole situation is going to go. It's if this time I'm telling you now, mark my words. If he gets off with this shit, the straw that breaks the camel back will be broken real soon. I'm sorry. He, 
I mean, he's not, the cops will probably get off just knowing how the police chief is. It'll, but I, I, but he can't, he can't get away with that. He's going to get away with it. They're going to do something. They're going to, they're, they're, but they're going to try him like a juvenile or something. They and if already, they get it, it ain't going to be long term. Well, they already tried to, his lawyer's already trying to claim that he, it was self-defense. There's a bunch of people trying to holler at self-defense, self-defense because the only video they want to show is the video of the skateboarder chasing him down and beating him with the skateboard to try to subdue him. Right. And then the skateboarder getting shot. So now they want to say, oh, it was self-defense because this man just randomly started attacking him because he was there. Oh, what about the first person? And that's the thing. They don't want to, they are trying to ignore the live stream video he had of himself shooting the first victim. They only want to show the video of him getting attacked with the skateboard to say, oh, it was self-defense. But he was on live stream bragging and trying to snipe off people like he was playing Call of Duty. Like he really thought this was a game. But his mom should get charged also as an accessory for driving him all the way from Illinois to Wisconsin with a gun and supplying him with the gun because he's not old enough to have it. You have no right, no business to come out there to be part of something that's not even in your area. You have no, what ties do you have to come out there? None. Like I say, I am, it's about to be a civil war. I don't want to go that far, but I, it's, it's definitely, definitely people are definitely going to push for a change. Like it's definitely going to be even more push for a change. But, but, but when, when it shouldn't take that long for change. We, we've been out of slavery. But boundaries. here's the thing. We're fighting for the change now because I think we had gotten really complacent. Cause I mean, we had, I mean, this is not new. I mean, we had, no, Sean, we had Sean Bell years ago, almost 20 years ago. We had Trayvon Martin. We had um, Tamir Rice. You know, we had Sandra Bland. But I mean, the problem with during you know Philando Castile, we've had all of these incidents, and yet they've protested for a couple of days, but then it petered off. I think we're finally at a point where it's gonna be. This is it, and we're gonna keep fighting, and we're not gonna let up now. I hope so, because if not, like I say, it's gonna be a civil war. You watch. Because I mean, it hasn't. I'm happy that after George, and it's unfortunate that George Floyd had to lose his life for this to happen and Breonna Taylor to lose her life for this to finally happen. But I do sense where it is now, okay, we cannot let up because it's gotten too frequent and too blatant. Very so, very blatant. Because I always have to explain to people why George Floyd. Well, George Floyd was very blatant. There was no, there is no chance of, well, if he wouldn't have did this and if he Mm -mm. wouldn't have moved Mm -mm. and he looked like he had a gun and, Mm -mm. oh, it was just in the moment and it was an accident and, oh, he did have a gun or this. See, with George Floyd, it was a blatant, him not laying on the ground, not resisting, and this officer with his knee on his neck for eight plus minutes, which nobody needs to do. And so there was no... There was no chance of them going, oh, well, he had a gun. He was reaching for a gun. Because this this incident didn't even involve a gun. Right. This was a cop kneeling on his neck while a woman 
Well, while all these people are hollering that he's dying, one woman being a nurse saying he is dying. Get off of his neck. He is dying. This man is dying. And this cop is just kneeling on his neck with his hands in, in his pocket. pocket. I was about to say, just so nonchalant. Just looking at them like, so what? While these other officers just stand around and watch him do this. See, what pisses until me. Until he dies. And then they attempted to lie and say, oh, he was still alive when EMS came. EMS threw them under the bus and said, no, he was dead when we got him. And that was the thing, too, because the mayor threw him under the bus. EMTs threw him under the bus while they were trying to create that lie. And nobody else took their back for it. Because the EMT said, no, he was not still alive when, when y'all finally called us. He was dead when we got him. We need checks and balances. And when I say by that, I don't mean internal affairs. That's, I feel that's bullshit, too. Because you're still underneath the same umbrella. But see, would make NC... Recently, a lot of these police departments around the country have been looking to NOPD to learn their ways and why they haven't done anything because there is a initiative called Aiken Wait that they're pushing for police officers about all the things you can do to subdue a suspect before having to shoot them or put somebody's life in danger and things like that. Well, when NOPD check, they already do all of that because police chases are illegal here Hmm. which is one thing that they were talking about police chases are illegal here because there's been too many deaths too many innocent deaths due to police chases i mean just about a year ago they fired a bunch of officers because they pursued these two um suspects in a stolen vehicle two teenagers in a stolen vehicle the teenagers lost control of the vehicle crashed into a um hair salon that also had apartments upstairs the hair salon catches fire the whole thing goes up and burn it doesn't burn to the ground but i mean it's completely destroyed right one woman who was in there getting her hair done she dies the two teenagers died and you have all these people who are without a home and this poor woman who owned a hair salon for years has lost her business. Uh, what you were chasing them for, though? It was a stolen vehicle. Just let them go. And catch them another time. Right. But, but they got fired because they had already gotten rid of police chases and several other things. And so a lot of, a lot of police departments and law enforcement have been looking to NOPD to take their advice on how to handle uh, crowd control for protests because our protests were peaceful and didn't have any issues. But I mean, hello, they handle crowds much larger than any protest in the country. Mardi Gras every year. So, you know, so we don't really have that problem with NOPD. I forgot where I was going with this. Talking about, um, I was saying how they needed a, Checks and balance. Oh, so one thing, so like he was saying, internal affair. Yeah, because internal affair is police officers investigating police officers. Exactly. But what NOPD has, they have internal affairs for like small things, but they also have an independent police monitor. So it's a whole nother entity where they turn in their body cams Sorry. I thought I had to sneeze. I'm sorry. 
but they have an independent police monitor who's separate from NOPD. So whenever there is a officer involved shooting, which we've had a couple of them and a, a lot of them, I'm not, they have been justified because we've had a couple suicide by cop incidents and things like that because the rule here with NOPD is the body cam video gets released within a week of the incident and they release it to all news media and it gets played on the news media. And so, yeah, we've had several suicide by cops and cop incidents. We've had incidents that were very justified where the guy just comes out the door, comes out the car, buzzing at the officer, you know, and things like that. But we have an independent police monitor. So, so they are separate from internal affairs. So it's not cops investigating cops. It's a separate entity of people who review body cam video and go, okay, yeah, you were justified here, release the video or no, you weren't justified here, release the video. Well, see, I'm down with that. I can, I can, that's, that's a step. I'm willing to take that step, but I do believe the stuff needs to be reformed. I do believe that. Oh, absolutely. And NOPD had to be reformed. I believe that a lot of these cops are giving too much power and goes to their head and think just because you wear that badge that you can talk to me any kind of way. You could treat me any kind of way. You could do, I mean, I heard it many times in movies. This is a badge that lets me do whatever I want. No. No, I am. I am your employer. I pay your wages. That's God honest truth. How else you get paid? You get paid through me. I'm not paying you to to sit here and and harass and to abuse and and mistreat me and my fellow people because you feel some kind of way. No, I believe, like I said, a mass reform needs to happen. Oh yeah, they need to these cops, and I know there's good cops and there's bad cops, and I'm sorry that the good had to suffer bad. But it's time to weed but out we the bad. To, we need to weed out the bad, and we need to break them down, and we need to make them humble and understand that when you put on this uniform, this is not for you. And, this is for us. And NOPD does not play because NOPD was. There's a lot of people that don't remember the NOPD of the 90s or the crime of the 90s. Ooh, I heard and NOPD it. was involved in some of those crimes because there was an incident where you had an officer do some dirt and it was witnessed by a woman. He found out who the witness was and put a hit out on her. You had police officers who was protecting um, drugs for drug dealers. You had one one female cop um, shoot and kill her own partner. NOPD was very dirty in the 90s. And then we had got a police chief that then started to reform NOPD. And of course, all of the ones that was doing a dirt, they were mad and talking smack about them and things like that. But they all got weeded out because they all ended up either in jail or they got mad because they couldn't do what they wanted to do. And they got kicked out. And even now, you know, for a while, you had some that was doing dirt and was getting mad that they were getting kicked out. But they don't they don't play because even recently there was a officer who had been on the force, I guess. 15 ish years mm-hmm. and they they dismissed him for after he got arrested for domestic violence yeah but, I mean, like completely unrelated to his job but they like no because they have a rule where they will fire you for um actions un- unbecoming of an officer as they call it they will fire you kick you out of the academy or anything for getting arrested outside of your job you know uh 
they started kicking people out for falsifying uh timesheets. They uh, they don't play at NOPD anymore because they had a bad reputation. And so it's living proof that you can reform, you can reform law enforcement. You can. You just have to have a police chief or a sheriff that's willing to do it. Who's gonna push that agenda? Yeah. And make it happen. I'm not talking about being shot at and everything. Who shot you? Says Megan the Stallion. Finally, you guys, after what, damn near a month? Month plus, yeah. Megan the Stallion, aka Della Reese, aka Shot My Pinky Toe, finally came out and said, which we already knew, but she actually verified that, aka Quarantine Radio, Tory Lanez has shot her. Or shot at her. However you want to put it. Either way, he shot the gun. She got hit in her heel. Because we found out she got hit in the heel. Because she posted a picture of her actual wound. And she got hit in the heel. Look at bad. It looked like, ooh, she could die. No. Alright. Probably ricocheting and hit her ass. I, I don't know. But it the injury is to her heel. So you guys, there you have it. Tori Lane shot a girl in the hell. Why? We still don't know the reason. Heard many rumors, but uh, it's Tory Lanez. Gotta chill out, bro. That's why they ship gas back to Canada. No yep, man. he's mm. been deported back to Canada. They still haven't filed charges against him yet, but I mean, I think it's up to her to file charges. And I think she's still trying to protect him. Yeah, because even though she, even though she got mad at him because his camp kept lying on her. My thing is this. If you're willing to hold out this long to say who shot, she ain't pressing no charges. I don't think she's still going to press charges. And people no. have to understand that this is an incident where it's not up to LAPD to press the charges. It's up to her to press the charges. They can charge him with the possession of the gun, but if she doesn't want to press charges for um, aggravated assault, then they're not going to press the charges. If she doesn't want to cooperate with them and point him out and say, I want to send him to jail and it's nah, not going to happen. Not. And you can't, probably, you can't get mad at LAPD for that. If she doesn't want to press charges, I mean, it's just not going to happen. I could see them talking like, man, what you shopping for, Tom? Man, you know, I was tripping, man. Sorry, me, you know, you pissed me off, man. I would have pressed, I ain't going to press charges on you. But you wrong for that But shit. everybody's dropping him uh, from their songs. All females. Mm-mm. There's a couple oh, guys. Don't ask me their names because I don't know. I don't know some oh, of they, them. They, but not, they ain't nobody special. Yeah, but uh, JoJo dropped him. JoJo dropped um, dropped him off a song she had with him. Danny Lee dropped the, dropped him off a song she had with him. And then I, there might be some more artists that's like not gonna work with him anymore. Mm. Well, we're talking about artists and whatnot. Albums. Me and Creole, we are, we are some music buffs, I think. And we're talking about what would be an ultimate album right now we want to hear. Trey Song. Wait, wait, I think we jumping too fast. How we jump too fast? That's all I have to say about Tory Lanez. That's all you want to say? Yeah, there ain't got nothing else to say about Is it. Is this career over? 
No, hell no, it's not old. You think you think he could come back? He's gonna come back. Do you think he's taking the right steps to come back? To to set up for a comeback later? Not yet. He needs to. He needs to come out and say, "Yeah, I did it, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I shot you." Yeah, because he he hasn't been on social media at all. I mean, that's not saying that he hasn't reached out to her, but. But the way she's his, acting, he hasn't. It's probably his camp, though, saying, man. Well, his camp... Don't don't say something right. that you admit to. Why well, did do it? It's just funny. See, that's the only thing with celebrities and our stuff. You have all these yes men in your ear, so it's like, you know, if you do this, you don't... I'm, look, I'm, I was drunk, high, whatever, or I just mad, whatever. Yeah, I, it was wrong. I was wrong. I apologize. I'm sorry. Megan, I'm sorry. He he's and you know take responsibility. He, that's just what he hasn't. That's the problem. He hasn't come out and said it. He's been very quiet. He's been letting his camp run their mouth, right? And things like that. And like you say, his camp is probably giving him terrible advice. Of course, man, you, man, you a G don't don't you ain't gotta apologize and everything like that. And see, they don't see no twerk lately. Who's funny is people kept. Tying it to the Chris Brown Rihanna incident. And I explained this on an earlier podcast. The difference is Chris owned up to his shit. Right. Immediately. Yeah, I hear that. You know, he went, the incident happened. He talked to his mom, talked to his lawyers, turned himself in within 24 hours, pled no contest, took his probation, served some time. Because he actually mentioned that this week because the loyal video got a billion views. He was talking about how he was in rehab for anger management and can only be out from 11-11 to shoot the video. Mm-hmm. And then when the video came out and hit and the song hit number one, he was in jail. He didn't get to enjoy any of that stuff. And then he had to work his way back. But he owned up to it. And people kept saying, oh, well, this is just, he's just like Tory Lanez. You know, Tory Lanez is just like Chris Brown. Chris Brown like, y'all leave my goddamn name out of this. I didn't serve my time. And it happened at a decade ago. Y'all ain't gonna tell me this dumb shit because I ain't shoot her. You know, <laughs> I didn't shoot Rihanna. Yeah, I hit it. It was wrong. I owned up to my shit and that was it. I didn't shoot her and then want to hide like a coward. But Tory's steps to come back, he has to apologize. He has to apologize and own up to what, what he did. And then, yeah, he's probably, he's gonna be canceled for a while. Do I think people are gonna keep him canceled? Absolutely not. I don't think people have it in them. No. He's going to be canceled for a couple years, but... A year? Well, I don't even think that long. You don't think a couple years? Shit, no. Look like he come out, uh, come out with a fire-ass song. <laughs> True. I think all it takes is, like, one summer banger and... That's it. Like, one artist to, like, take you know, a like, chance on him it? with a, song, a summer banger and he's back on. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly, that's all it takes. They're going to be like, man, ain't that a nigga who shot Meg? Yep. Then he shot Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah. Didn't we cancel him? I mean, yeah, for a little bit. But, you know, I mean, but it's not, it's not a bop, though. Like, that's, that's, not, that's not shit this summer. Yeah, I guess we could forgive him. I mean, yeah, I mean, Megan, fine. It ain't like she died. And sadly, that's how people are going to be. That's, that's how people are going to be, did sadly. Did die? Right. Sadly, that's how people are going to be. Like he's gonna he's gonna duck off and it's gonna blow over and then he's gonna be canceled for a while and then some artist is gonna be like man screw that I'm gonna I'm gonna work with Tory and he'll be back yeah I have no doubt 
He just he just has to apologize and own up to it. Not not can we talk about that? Yeah. Before I was rudely interrupted. Oh, whatever. Chris Brown Trey Songs album. Go. What? The pitchfork? Know. Apparently there's already a mixtape that I missed. I don't want a mixtape. I want an album. I want an album with Babyface and Teddy Ryan and Usher producing. And um, writing and, and Neo and Who said Brian Cox? Michael Cox? Who? Brian Michael Cox. Brian Michael Cox. And John to Austin. Is it Doc Child? Doc Child. Is that the name? Doc Child, yeah. Yeah. That's what we want. I want a 90s album. I want a 90s feeling album with Chris Breeze and Trey Song. We want the upbeat and the sexy stuff. That's right. I think that'd be a killer. What y'all think? All right, y'all quiet, so fuck. I'm saying, what y'all think? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely want one, though. Because, I mean, it was a mixtape that people are trying to push for uh, Chris to get released on all the streaming platforms. But, uh, and I mean, they've done a couple songs together because they got uh, Sexy on the Indigo album. Oh, yeah. They right. got uh, Chi Chi, which is on no one's album. Um, there's a song on one of Trey's mixtapes that was Wait on the Graffiti album. Mm-hmm. And then not as it as far as like the released stuff like outside of their mixtape that they had together. But I want a studio album. I want a studio album. I want a studio album from the two dudes from Virginia. Yeah, we call that whole the VA. <laughs> Until then, I guess we just gotta wait for the Breezy album and whatever Trey Song's next album is gonna be. True. Cause I've I've been listening to uh Trey's music that he's been playing on his lives whenever I could catch it. Next album sound like it's gonna be nice. Oh Dale would drop something. Adele? Yes. Well Adele was working on that divorce album. It's coming. That she's gonna be fire. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like everybody's gonna be crying. We about to get another hello. Everybody's gonna be like goodbye from the other side. I know we gave it a try. I don't know how bitter her divorce is, but I'm ready sound, to find out. Doesn't sound like it. I mean, yeah, she's a very private person, though. Right. So we we may find out on the album, be like, oh. Oh, cause we might, it might be a song that's just flat out like, like you ain't shit and you slept with this chick and I gave you everything and you threw it down the toilet and be like, oh, 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 oh. fucking husband, a prick, Larry. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Larry. But those are the best albums though. See. I mean, you hate, (laughs) the sad thing is you hate to see an artist go through pain and misery in their personal life. But boy, do that make the best albums. Number one, Confessions. Absolutely. The best album the best albums will tell you where an artist is in their life. Right. I don't get that out of the new music no more. Well, depending on who it is. But for the majority, God. You can you can listen to certain songs and go, Oh yeah, this is about so and so. Oh yeah, this is about this situation. Oh yeah, they this is when they was in love with so and so. Oh, but yeah. Because Cardi B's be careful. We know what that was about. Right. You know. I was explaining Shout to you to yesterday. 
I was explaining to you yesterday about Trey Song's Playboy. Right. It's him right. reflecting on the fact that he he actually is ready ready to settle down and you know have a wife and have a kid, which right after that he did have a kid. So, and then you know there's several. I mean, probably Chris Brown's ex or royalty on through Indigo. Right. You could tell it's about. Well, I mean, there's even some songs on uh graffiti and fame that you knew about Rihanna, but oh, yeah. Um, but X, you know, X and X was probably about him and Karusha together. Mm-hmm. Royalty was about him and was him and Karushi breaking up, and then Heartbreak and the Full Moon was just him going through it afterwards, because there's a couple songs that was that was like. You weren't there when I got out of jail, and <laughs> you ain't shit. You ain't shit. <laughs> Wrong album, but you know, a couple Still. songs. It's like you weren't there when I was out of jail. I'm doing drugs and uh, drinking alcohol and partying just to get over you and all that. Like heartbreak on the full moon was all about just him, just in his feelings. Chris. And then a lot of indigo is definitely about the current chick he's with. I know technology for a fact is about Chris. the fact that she doesn't that she lives in Germany. I'm supposed to get over addiction when the shit is free. Right. <laughs> Gotta check that clip out. And then, yeah, like you said, Confessions. Well, 80, 8701 was him and Chili. Mm-hmm. And then all of Confessions was about why him and Chili broke up. These are my confessions. Just what I said, all I could say. Because Burn definitely was about him and Chili breaking up. Say she got one on her way. These are my confessions. Man, I'm drove and I don't know what to do. Now I'm sitting here and listen to part two of confessions. <laughs> You're supposed to back me up. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, that was all you I sang last time. <laughs> confessions is probably the masterpiece of our generation. Like, it's the complete album that you could listen from front to back. Definitely. Let it burn. You feeling it over there, huh? And Confessions, like you said, is the album. It is. It's the, it's the complete masterpiece. And I, don't, I, I haven't met anyone who would disagree. It's the shit, though. But you know, you guys, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and shut it down. We're getting to the one mile mark with this. Like I said, and I. We already have a hundred downloads. Yes, keep on. Let me tell keep you listening. We, we look at the stats like every day. Oh, we stalk our stats. Shout out to the people in Romania, Croatia, France, UK. Um, I think that's all the people overseas. Uh, shout out to the people in Texas, New Jersey, Missouri, New Mexico. I think was one. Uh, or was it Arizona? Arizona, Florida, Georgia, Texas, Mississippi. I don't think we had anybody. Else. And of course, Louisiana. And of course, uh, the home base, the LA. Thank you all. I'm telling you, we look at those numbers and we get excited when we see new people downloading. And people. I know a lot of people are like y'all are just starting y'all excited over 100. Listens. I mean, look, it could be nothing. It could be zero. It could be just when we listen back to it to see if it sounds good. But <laughs> thank y'all. Shout out to J Mall. Um, 
you know, because I told Jamal I was going to give him a shout-out. So, shout-out to you, Jamal. Ricky, fuck you, because you talk like you don't listen to us, so, bitch, you ain't got to kiss my ass. Um, and like I say, just thank all y'all for supporting us. Keep on listening. Keep on tuning in. Like I said, it's only going to get better, better. I promise. And you, share it with your folks. Share it with your people. You know, share with your church members. You know, let them know what a heathen sound like. You know, I mean, just support the local art, the local content, and we're going to keep on pushing it out there. Things are crazy right now with COVID and stuff, but I promise you, um, I got to get some more mics so we can start doing interviews. We can do phone interviews, whatever. You know, get down. I'm see me. Uh, Kriya don't want to use her little connection, but I'm I'm pulling in. I'm pulling wherever. I'm gonna use my connection. You gonna see? I'm gonna get who? I'm gonna get everybody. I'm gonna get some real people up in here to talk about some. You know, just. We don't want to promise y'all anything. That's not, the only thing with my connections. I don't want to promise anything. I'm not promising you nothing, but when when they come, when I come, when I say I'm going to deliver, I'm going to let you know. It's going to be a surprise when we start bringing guests. We're not going to announce who it's going to be. Just no, know they're going to be here. Stay tuned. To so, uh, we more, love you guys. We, we appreciate you guys. Thank you. Everyone who's been listening so far, even though it's maybe just family, but we love and appreciate you guys. Please, please, please share. Yes, because sharing is caring. And if you care like you share, then everything is easy peasy. My people, I love you all. Y'all stay safe. Mask up. Keep your head up. Let's let's get through 2020. Let's get through this COVID. Let's do what we need to do because, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready at the streets. I'm me and Creole, we didn't talk about it this time, but we t- we on our weight loss kick, and you know we're trying to get to a certain level out here. But you know we we, we trying to do the damn thing, and COVID is a pain, but it, it's it's kind of, it's helping us kind of you know stick stick to it, you know. So um, with that being said, you know what, I think I think that's how we're gonna close it, um, because I remember doing this with you, um. I'm looking at your Instagram. If you haven't followed her on Instagram, it's Creole underscore Vixen underscore and I'm Retro underscore Ralph underscore. But um, I just want to let you guys know that we are a part of this world and we all are part of this journey called life. And when I say life, I mean it as an acronym, which stands for love is for everyone. So everyone understand that life the life we live this journey that we're going through that in it love is for everyone that means you them let's chill out with the hatred let's do what's right let's do what needs to be done in order to better ourselves and to auto feel that love that everyone deserves so with that being said i am retro and i am creole and it's been all but yeah y'all take care peace